source for all the latest Batman news related to movies, television, merchandise, and video games. Thanks for making the Batman Universe your ultimate source for Batman news. everyone and welcome to the Batman Universe podcast episode number 61. I'm your host Dustin and today we have with us this is Nick and this is Zach. We are bringing you the latest movie, TV, merchandise, video game and general news from the past month for the month of December as well as the spotlight character and the feature. This is going to be probably a fairly quick episode since the month of December is notoriously lacking of news and on top of that uh, we also uh, have a very short feature as we will be naming our nominations for the 2010 TBU Awards. So we'll get into that a little later. Our spotlight character is going to be Dr. Death, since he has uh, made a reappearance in the comics. Uh, and if you don't read the comics, you'll just learn about a character you may not have ever known about. Alright, so with that being said, let's get right into movie news. have one thing to go over. On December 1st, um, there was a release party on November 30th held in Hollywood for Inception. In attendance was a number of the cast and crew from Inception, including Chris Nolan. Nolan was pressed with questions about The Dark Knight Rises, and he did give two little updates. Uh, he said this to Thompson on Hollywood, and Thompson on Hollywood had this to say. Nolan Bearded and Affable explained that he's scrambling to finish the script for The Dark Knight Rises, his third Batman movie, which he's writing in collaboration with his brother Jonathan, mostly from his oceanfront abode in the Paradise Cove trailer park in Malibu. The script is due in, in January for a July release, but he wouldn't say what the story's about or who the villain is, other than to confirm that Inception's Tom Hardy will play a key role, not saying good or bad, and to shoot down reports that he'll resurrect the Joker by including unused footage of Heath Ledger's performance in the previous chapter. That's all wrong, said the writer-director, who's also producing the next Superman movie for Zack Snyder to direct. So, as we know, the Joker will not be appearing. That's not really that big of a surprise. And Tom Hardy is, in fact, in the movie. Uh, well, I think that's quite interesting. It's encouraging to know that uh, Nolan's coming towards the end of the script process. Um, I'm sure he's just cramming in as many small things as he can think of with his brother at the moment. So it's nice to know that The Dark Knight Rises seems to be close to moving from that one stage of writing to, to pre-production. Uh, nice to finally know Hardy's definitely involved and Joker definitely isn't. Um, yeah, so it's nice to see some progress with the film. And nice to hear a bit from Nolan, who, of course, doesn't really get out and tell us much about what's going on. Yeah, it's really just good to get some confirmation on some things. Uh, most of this stuff was expected. Uh, I don't think the joke... I think the Joker not being in this film is wise, and I think we always expected him not to show up. So it's just nice that we get some more news on this. Yeah, I, I think overall, uh, we we were pretty... We were pretty convinced that the Joker wasn't going to appear in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, at this point, it's really just 
a waiting game. Um, I'm sure we're going to hear something from Warner Brothers in the near future about uh, what exactly, not probably obviously what the story is going to be about, but I'm sure we'll hear something about some other cast members being cast and possibly the villain. Who knows? Uh, but it's only a matter of time. We have heard a number of rumors that uh, January is going to be a month where DC Entertainment is going to be making a bunch of announcements. And one of them, I would assume, would be something related with The Dark Knight Rises. So we'll have to wait and see. Alright, so that's all the movie news. Let's get into TV news. The- I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. The first thing we've got is on December 21st, Cartoon Network has announced that Young Justice will continue Season 1 much earlier than originally anticipated. As we thought, based off of what we were told back at San Diego Comic-Con, the uh, pilot, which aired in November, was going to be about three months prior to the release of Season 1, which we assumed would have meant a start of February 2011 or March of 2011. But it turns out, January 7th, uh, as you're listening to this podcast, uh, you could probably... Jump over to the TV and check out the first real episode of the series. But as it turns out, our other bit of news that we have from December 23rd turns out that uh, January 7th will actually be the first episode, which we already saw as part of the pilot. And January 14th will be the second episode, or the second part of what we saw during the pilot airing. So January 21st will actually be the first episode new episode to air and that episode will be called welcome to happy harbor uh the synopsis is young justice mistakenly thinks that the evil mr twister is actually red tornado testing them and then january 28th we have an episode called drop zone and february 4th we have an episode called schooled so there's they're they're hitting the ground running um just basically starting from scratch on january 7th I think that's probably a wise thing to do since uh, there's probably quite a few people that haven't caught the one-off pilot episode but maybe heard good things about it and want to catch up. You might as well start from the beginning, but I'm glad to see that they're ready to go. They're setting off uh, very early on in January, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some new episodes. I was very impressed with the pilot, and uh, hopefully it can carry on with that that good quality throughout the the next few episodes. Yeah, uh, I was... Somewhat impressed with the pilot. I'm not completely on the fence yet. This is kind of a wait and see thing, but I think that they've they've really nailed the characters well here, um, and I'm I'm hopeful that this could be a, a new show, a good new show. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. Uh, based off of the pilot, I, I think this could be uh, an answer of something that's not so campy as what we've seen with Batman: Brave and the Bold. Um, Still on the fence as far as whether or not this is going to be um, as good as Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, but it seems as if it would be something similar to what we got with Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, but more focusing on the teenage aspect of the superhero in the DC Universe. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I'll be definitely tuning in on January 21st. All right, so that's all of the TV news. Is that Batman? I see Flash and Flash Jr. His name's Speedy? Uh, no, Speedy's Green Arrow sidekick. Well, that makes no sense. Ready to see the inner sanctum? Born that way. I'm glad we're all here. Have all four sidekicks ever been in the same place at the same time? Don't call us sidekicks. 
Not after today. Sorry. First time at the hall. I'm a little overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. Freeze was underwhelmed. Why isn't anyone ever just whelmed? Let's get right into merchandise news. We do have a couple different things to go over. The first one is on December 4th, Mattel decided to post up images for the DC Universe Classics Wave 16. Now, you may remember that Wave 16 does include the Azrael Batman, the Creeper, the Classic Riddler, and Robin in two different variations, uh, his early days and then his later teen days. So you can definitely check out those pictures on the website. The uh, next thing we've got is from December 21st. Um, Action Figure Insider posts up a number of images for this year's Mattel Holiday Exclusive. Now, those of you who collect Justice League Unlimited figures may know that uh, back in 2005, Mattel released a Hal Jordan figure in the Justice League Unlimited format to various sites as an exclusive from promoting their products. This year, it looks like uh, they've done it again, this time with the Grey Ghost. Um, this is the exact same figure that will show up on the shelves of retailers in 2011, but uh, basically the, the exclusive part of this is that it comes in a special little package that says the Grey Ghost and has some Grey Ghost information on the back. Um, it's also personally signed by Bruce Tim, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, I always loved uh, the Grey Ghost from the animated series. I thought it was one of the better episodes out of the show, and um, I think that I like the look of this figure. It brings back a few uh, few memories of Mr. West. Yeah, I, I've always loved the Grey Ghost character as well, and this is kind of uh, this is kind of nostalgic. Uh, I, I like the look. I don't know that I need would need to get this uh, exclusive that comes in this case, although the case is pretty cool looking, but uh, pretty pretty well, fi- well good-looking figure. Well, you might have a real hard time coming across that exclusive figure because the Hell Jordan figure was only... There was only 50 copies made of that exact figure. So I assume they probably did something similar. There may be a couple more than there was back in 2005 because they might have... Because they sent it to all the sites that you know promote the products... There might be a little bit more than 50 now, but I, I'm under the assumption that uh, it would be very difficult to come by this. I remember seeing one of the Hell Jordan figures years ago on eBay, and it was going for close to $2,500. So, it's a little bit more than I would be spending for a figure. Yeah, me too. Alright, so the next thing we've got is, on December 22nd, Mattel released the images for the figures in Wave 17 of the DC Universe Classics line. And uh, all of the figures will be based off of Blackest Night appearances. There's only one figure that stands out for the Batman universe, and that is Yellow Lantern Scarecrow, uh, which will come with a Hal Jordan battery in yellow to be comic accurate. So you can definitely check out a picture of that on the website. All right, and the last bit of merchandise news we have is on December 27th, Hot Toys announced through their Facebook page, that they have obtained the license for the Joker from the 1989 Batman film. Here's what they had to say. Here comes the highly expected Batman 1989 movie license. Amid much negotiation and many difficulties, Hot Toys has finally granted the likeness right of the renowned actor Jack Nicholson to produce the collectible figure of his character in the movie. As many ones may know, it is very difficult to get it, and it is only granted for Hot Toys, thanks to the quality standard being recognized. 
Though it is difficult to get it, it is worth it because we can actually bring such great collectible figures to our fans. So fans, please stay tuned for update in 2011. So not only will we be seeing the Michael Keaton Batman from uh, the 1989 film, but we will also be seeing the Joker from Hot Toys. And uh, the quality of these figures is unmatched. That's that's definitely something that uh, we definitely have to stress. And uh, I am definitely going to probably pick these up once they uh, are released. Yeah, I don't get many figures at all, really. But these are the sort of uh, characters uh, that I would definitely be interested in getting. And as Dustin says, if the quality really is that great, then it's something that I would find very tempting to pick up. Uh, they're just two two characters from that 89 film that I think will always be with me, and it'd be great to have some fantastic figures of them both. Yeah, I I don't have any figures, but uh, these, these would also be something that I would be interested in getting. Uh, I, it amazes me that, you know, the 89 film continues to somehow sell toys that just but you know when you have two great characters like these you know it's pretty obvious i'm sure jack nicholson is probably smiling right now too (laughs) i'm sure he is (laughs) all right so that is all the merchandise news let's get into video game news. never rub another man's rhubarb (laughs) it was a little bit bigger of a month for video game news and uh, we have a couple things. On December 7th, uh, ArkhamCity.co.uk passed a video from Screen Rant. At the premiere of The Fighter, Mark Hamill attended and talked to Screen Rant about his upcoming work on Batman Arkham City. You can check out the video online. But uh, essentially, he, he talked about how he had to come back for this because he said he wasn't going to do it again. And then they showed him the story and he couldn't help himself and he had to get back on it. All right. The next thing we've got is on December 7th, our friends once again at ArkhamCity.co.uk came across this interesting find today. Everyone knows that the trailer for the premiere at the VGAs is later that weekend, but it looks like MSN UK Games was getting an early uh, exclusive teaser trailer. So the uh, trailer ended up being released on December 8th. And you can check the, that teaser trailer out online. But uh, essentially it was a number of uh, highly armored mercenaries who uh, were taken very quickly out by Batman. It was a very quick clip. Um, it was only about 10 seconds long. But uh, you can you can definitely check that out on the website. Wasn't it just uh, sort of some clips from the, the main trailer that came out a few days later? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so the next thing we've got is on December 10th, Warner Brothers sent over the teaser trailer uh, that we saw from MSN Games, but then they also sent over a piece of Batman concept art, which you can check out on the website. And uh, it's definitely definitely interesting. It's it's a little bit different of a look than what we, we, we've come to know within the Batman Arkham Asylum universe, but uh, it's very interesting. Okay... Uh, also on December 10th, Spike TV uh, kind of did a little promo for their trailer that they were going to air at the VGAs, and they basically said that there was going to be a new villain that uh, has not we haven't been we haven't seen before, but uh, we're going to see this new villain. 
So we'll get into that in like two seconds. But uh, December 10th, uh, Sony Online Entertainment also revealed the iconic suits for both Batman and Joker. And you can check out that video on the website as well. Um, but now we get to the main thing. On December 11th, the VGAs happened. And the trailer for Batman Arkham City was revealed. And... The new villain that they promised is none other than Hugo Strange. And based on what we've seen in the trailer, uh, it looks like Hugo Strange knows Batman's secret identity. Yeah, I thought the trailer was uh, fantastic. I think it's really got me and a lot of other people excited about the sequel. Um, I think it's opened a few new dynamics to the game. You clearly get to see a bit more about what Arkham City is really all about, you know, it's part of uh, part of Gotham that's been quarantined off just for the criminals, and Batman's keeping an eye on it. And it was fantastic to see Hugo Strange, and you also get to see Batman in action. Um, yeah, it was a really great trailer. Um, one of the better ones I've ever seen for a video game, and just everything about it was great. It looked fantastic, great action, great story, got you excited about what's coming up, and yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on this game now. Yeah, as we mentioned, it when we saw the teaser trailer and we just saw the brief clip that we did, I kind of was thinking, "What? What is this?" And then I saw, then we see this trailer, and it makes sense. Uh, I was extremely impressed with the animation, um, especially at the opening. This seems like this game is going to be uh, a lot darker, much more mature. Uh, and I was extremely Im- impressed with the way that they handled Hugo Strange. Um, who's a character that I'm not necessarily that fond of, but uh, he definitely seems like he's going to be a major threat. Uh, I think this game looks uh, really, really impressive. I would say, I I don't want to, you know, go as far to say that this has got me more excited than what Batman, the original Batman Arkham Asylum had, but this seems almost like a brand new game, a brand new, a brand, it's a brand new world. I really looking forward to this. Uh, and the one other thing is, uh, you know, we've heard a lot of rumors about some of the villains that are going to appear in the game. And one thing that uh, we really found out a little bit more about was uh, right before they premiered the trailer on on Spike at the VGAs, they showed a number of what appeared to be statues. I assume that they were actually computer animated things that they just green screened on there. On the stage, they had a number of villains you know, on you know, in different poses and stuff. They had the Joker, they had Harley Quinn, um, but they also had Two Face, Catwoman, and Calendar Man. Now, Two Face and Catwoman, at this point, we were were pretty confirmed. We've already seen screenshots of that. But Calendar Man's a new character that we haven't really seen. Uh, obviously, we there was a small hint at him in Arkham Asylum, but uh, we haven't seen Calendar Man in this format yet so that was also very interesting to see yeah he's a character that you know I've mentioned before on other casts that I actually like a lot he is very gimmicky but I feel like he has been underused and if he's used the right way I think he could be a really interesting villain so hopefully they do some interesting things with him in this game Mm, I'd I'd agree with that as well alright and then uh, on December 13th and December 21st Warner Brothers uh, and ArkhamCity.co.uk came up with a bunch of different screenshots for the game, so you can check those out on the website. Moving on to the other bit of news from December 21st, 
Um, DCO officially has a release date straight from Sony Online Entertainment. As it appears, it, it will release on PS3 and on PC on January 11, 2011. So that's right around the corner. Um, so real quick, my concern with them having the release date on January 11th is they didn't even leave a month before the actual release of the game since they announced it. I really don't want this to turn into one of those games where it's not... I mean, I I, I watch I watch TV. I don't watch a ton of TV, but I assume I watch some shows that other people my age and my demographic would watch as well, so I would assume that they would want to be marketing this game you know, through some of these shows, but I haven't seen any, any commercials for this game other than what I've seen in the past, but I haven't even seen anything on TV. I really don't want this game to release, not do very well, and it just completely fall apart. It'd be a complete waste of six years. And that's really what I'm afraid of at this point, is it really doesn't seem like the the hype around this game is really occurring like it should. Uh, yeah, I think that release date is a little bit strange, because we were all sort of set on the end of 2010, and I would say from about the summer onwards, we were expecting it to come out at some point before Christmas. Uh, that got changed, and then we got told it was sort of first few. They said first few months of 2011. Really, I was expecting something like March or April, and then it suddenly came out that it's January, and that surprised me. Um, really did. Uh, yeah, I think you know. I remember a while back that there were some advertisements on television, but you know, just the way that this game has. The whole marketing and plan for this game really, in a way, has been a complete disaster. And uh, I, I agree that with all this work to decide to suddenly release it now and not really push, you know, those marketing options uh, is really kind of stupid to me. Um, you you spend all this time and money and effort into this game, and then you know, I th- I think originally this game was supposed to hit sometime in November, and then they pushed it back. And now, now it's all of a sudden they've just decided it's going to be January 11th. You know, I I don't know. Uh, I would I wouldn't be too shocked if all of a sudden it it, uh, it didn't end up coming out on January 11th either. But you know, I doubt that that's going to happen at this point. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, the the thing to remember is this. Yeah, this game was originally slotted for I believe the first Tuesday or second Tuesday of November. I think the issue was they realized that was a bad idea of release or a bad time to release it because Call of Duty was coming out the second Tuesday of November. So nobody's nobody can compete with Call of Duty at this right. point. Call of Duty just takes up the entire month of November, and there's very little games that. If you're going to release a game, you don't release it around the same time as Call of Duty because you're not your game is not going to get, yeah, you know, it's not going to really get the recognition it deserves. And I get that; that's fine. But then they push it back, and you know, if you're going to push a game back, they didn't say that they were pushing it back because of scheduling issues or anything. They just said we're pushing it back. They didn't say, oh, we're trying to polish things up or this, that, and the other. The only thing I heard at all was that they said that they got some responses from the beta, and because of the responses they heard from the beta, they wanted to change some things. I don't know that you can actually change game, change something inside of a game literally less than two months before you're, you know, you have a two-month window, and you say, yes, that two-month window is going to give me enough time to not only change what I need to change, but also get the game to the, 
the, the distributor to make sure that the game's out in the stores beforehand. That, that's my only thing. So I really think that it was really just a, a timing issue, and that's why they put it off. And if that's the case, it just they should have been marketing. They, yeah, they should they have been marketing this the whole time. Then that that yeah, was exactly. going on. That's exactly it. Because I mean, at this point, the game comes out. Uh, when you guys listen to this podcast, it comes out literally a couple days after this podcast hits the net. So I haven't seen very much stuff online. You know, I get I, I get a number of different comic books. I, obviously, well, obviously, I get a bunch of comic books, but I also get comic magazines, toy magazines. There was one article in all of those, but that was back in October when the release date was originally going to be in November for DC Universe Online, and it was more about Jim Lee and his involvement with the game than anything else. And I really just feel like they really haven't been doing very much for this game. You know, Sony is actually the company who's making the game. So you would assume that Sony would try to promote it in a way where they release a special edition PlayStation to go with the game. Nope, that's not happening. They will have a collector's edition. Batman will be on the cover of the collector's edition. But I don't, I don't even at this point know what's inside the collector's edition. Uh, Sony has had very little uh, contact with us. And I, and I know that we're a Batman site and not really a DC Universe site. But at the same time, I have no problem getting all kinds of stuff from Warner Brothers games about games that have nothing to do with Batman. So it just seems like Sony's really missing the ball on this marketing opportunity for this game, and I think it's really going to cost them dearly. Yeah, I think they're in serious danger of going completely under the radar, because when you think about when something like Call of Duty comes out, you cannot get away from the fact that everyone knows that this game is coming out. You know, it's on TV, it's on magazines, it's adverts everywhere. It's, you know, you can't get away from it. And they want DC Universe to, online to be really big i mean say what you like i've i've heard they're trying to get up there with the big ones like uh, world of warcraft and those sort of games and at the moment i think the only people who know that this game is coming out on january the 11th is the dc fans and they definitely need i mean that's that's plenty of people but if you need a bigger audience than that for this right. game and uh, yeah. i think they're in serious danger of releasing it and, you know, in two months' time, people will say, well, so what happened, whatever happened to that uh, DC Universe Online game? Oh, it came out two months ago. Oh, right. Okay. No. <laughs> They're in it'll serious danger of that happening. How, it'll be interesting to see how many, uh, how many copies they sell because at this point, I don't even know that they're actually going for a, a major launch on this January 11th because uh, I know the electronic stores don't have it in stock, you know, don't have it in their stores yet, and Call of Duty was in stock you know, two, three weeks before the release date just so that they it was there and guaranteed to be there. Now, I'm not claiming that this game is should be as big as Call of Duty. Personally, I'd love for it to be as big as Call of Duty, but I don't see that happening. That's just the reality of it. They're not going to have... They're not going to sell 500 million copies the first day or whatever. I get that. But they're not even going on the lines of some of the other games. Like Batman Arkham Asylum, there was advertisements all over the place for that before that game came out, and, and that game was pretty well under the radar for a good chunk of time, you know, and then it came out, and then it really built momentum once it came out because the word of mouth about how good the game was really spread. When they really, I mean, it, they really marketed that thing on television, too. I remember seeing a lot of uh, commercials, but the thing that I strike as strange is that, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't this supposed to be, like, Sony's big exclusive 
when they first like started this was that they were getting this and this was going to be you know the the big the the big MMO because I remember there were other like uh, there was that Champions Online or whatever there were other superhero right. MMOs that just failed and this was going to be Sony's big game that was going to you know put them atop of Microsoft and it just seems like that this is really kind of fallen and in, in shattered into pieces and yeah in regards to like you know games coming when they come out most of the time you know you get those things are in stock about a week before they're set to come be released um you know and where we're at now obviously that we still have time but it that is interesting that a lot of these electronic stores don't even have this yet yeah needless to say um you know next month we'll be talking about the game as our feature we'll be talking about you know what happens and uh i I really hope we're we're completely off base here, and it's really something that maybe we're just missing the mark on. But it really seems like this is this game's going to come out, and it's really just it's going to be a it's going to be a hit and miss hit or miss type thing, and it could possibly miss the mark just because of the way it's being marketed. So we'll have to see with that. Uh, the only other thing for video game news is on December twenty third, uh, Sony did release a bunch of Harley Quinn screenshots. So you can check those out on the website. Now, before we get into general news and the rumor mill, we do want to talk a little bit about the beta because Nick has actually had the opportunity to be on the beta version of the game. And we want to kind of just get an idea of what he's seen so far. So, Nick, tell us what you've seen. Uh, Well, I'll start off by telling you that I've never played an MMO before. Um, I've always been... uh, interested in maybe trying one at some point and when I found out that the DCUO was coming along I thought I'd uh, definitely get onto that one so they were kind enough to invite me onto the uh, beta in uh, Europe and um, I've had a few hours on it um, and I think it was great to design your own character, I thought that was brilliant there was a lot of choice um, and that was in the beta so I'm expecting a lot more in the main game um, and also, I want to make sure everyone's aware this is the beta. This isn't the final product. This is sort of a testing area, just in case you're not aware of what that is. So it's not the final game. But as I said, creating your own character was good fun. A lot of choice. Um, and uh, there's so many different uh, aspects you can bring to your character. And that was that was really enjoyable, I thought. Um, now, the style of gameplay, I'm not really sure about. Um, for me... I didn't find it incredibly challenging. Um, it's a lot of just finger, you know, button smashing, uh, just pressing the same button all the time. You run around a city, and the city looks great, the characters look great, and it's interesting to interact with other people. But personally, I found the missions a little bit dull. Um, just smashing buttons, punching people over and over again, I found it a bit boring. And again, that's that's just me. It might just be that I'm not into these sort of games I don't know but I'm definitely going to give it a bit more time um, but I will say I'm I'm, not, I'm suddenly not completely confident I'm going to buy the game when it comes out and as I said I, I hate to be negative it could just be me it's just my sort of preference but I think I'm the sort of person that they're trying to get to buy this game and I wasn't 100% impressed from the beta I mean, have you guys have you guys played MMOs before? I I've never I've well I've played MMOs here and there. I've never really consistently played. It's really one of those things where I will go over to a friend's house. They'll have 
an MMO and they'll be like, oh, here, give this a try. It's a lot of fun and I'll play it and I just won't really get into it. So, I mean, like, that's not really something that I immediately gravitate to when they said this. I gravitate to this more because it's the DC Universe and that's why I would gravitate to it more. The, the thing is... I'm so used to other video games and the way other video games work that I think if I start playing this game and it's more about you know the fact that you're playing with so many people online and that's the the, the main idea and it's not really an interesting game, it's going to lose my interest very quickly. I will pick this game up the day it comes out and I will obviously give it a try, but the game really has to impress me because not very many games impress me. Call of Duty obviously impresses me. Batman Arkham Asylum, obviously. And there's other games, obviously, too. But there's there's a lot of games out there that I won't even, even consider buying because it just looks ridiculous. And if this wasn't based off the DC Universe, I probably would be saying the exact same thing. When City of Heroes came out years ago, I thought the concept was really cool. You create your own superhero, you fight justice or whatever, and you, you could become a villain in, in like an add-on pack that they released... I thought it was a cool concept. I contemplated getting into it then. Then I heard about DC Universe. And I was like, no, no, no. I'll wait until this game comes out. But just based off of things that not only Nick has said, but also some of the other people that are over on the website that have played the beta, it really just seems as if the main idea is that you're going around and interacting with these other people more so than the actual game itself. And that's really what's going to draw me away from this game. You don't like to interact with people. <laughs> well, I haven't really played any MMOs. I haven't touched a video game in like six months. But I, I was never – this is DC characters, but I've actually never really been that enthused about this game. And you know, part of that has been that it's been constantly – you know, it's been six years of talking about this. But um, I don't know. I will probably I I don't know that I'll pick this up either. I'll probably rent it because it'll be free for me, but um I I just I don't know. It's it's one of those games where I've never been attracted to MMOs. I've never been interested in the World of Warcraft. So, you know, I I, I like the idea of being able to go around and interact with all these characters, but to me it, you that's only fun, so interesting for so long. Uh you know, part of the reason why games like Call of Duty do so well is because they have a great multiplayer system, but in addition to that, they do have really enjoyable single-player uh, campaigns and, you know, other kind of game modes that you can fool around with. If this isn't, doesn't have, you know, that really, if this is really focused on the multiplayer, I don't know how long this will be that interesting for me. What also worries me is the cost of the thing. Um, you're looking at paying in this country, and in the UK anyway, uh, 50 to 60 pounds to buy the game brand new. Uh, you get one month's free you know, uh, subscription when you buy the game. But after that, you're looking to pay 10 pounds a month on top of that. And as I said, I know it's just a beta, but I would certainly not pay 10 pounds a month for that beta. It's just, as I said, it's just my style of gameplay. I'd rather play Arkham Asylum, Call of Duty, something more straightforward and... With a bit, a bit more, a bit more going on than just running around yeah, punching buttons more and substance. talking to people. Yeah, more substance. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I always thought would have been really cool was if you know, 
I get that they, they want to focus on the multiplayer. That's what an MMO is. It's all about the multiplayer. But it would have been cool to have like a single player where you at, you could play as these different characters within the DC universe and play like some of right. the, the famous storylines. That was like the thing that I was waiting to hear about forever. And then when they said, oh no, that's not going to be in there. We're writing an original story. It has really little to do with what's actually happened in the comics. I was just like, okay, well... You just uh, extinguished the fire that I had for this game. Because you can't even but, play uh, as any... You play. You create you your own yeah, character you for the, right. the main story, too. Right? What? Yeah. See, that was... I, I, have, I haven't even seen Batman yet in the beta. Right. That was the thing that was really disappointing with me was is that when they said that you were not going to be playing as any of these characters, they would just be making appearances. Well, I was like, well, that's only so interesting. Like, and how often are you going to see them? Like, I've heard things about you know there's a certain time when you'll see the flash running by so what is everybody gonna line up and wait for the flash to come oh he's scheduled for 505 and then he runs by and that's when you see him like i just wonder like how how like how interactive this is going to be with the actual dc characters more versus being more interactive with the characters that everybody creates um and it's and i just i don't see how they couldn't have this all figured out with six years of development so so unfortunately what I think's happened is I've gone from you know before I played the beta I'm going to buy this game when it comes out I am going to buy it that's definitely my attitude then I played the beta and now I think I'm going to wait and see what everyone else thinks and more importantly I want to wait and see what people like you know you guys think who have not played an MMO did you suddenly find it interesting or did like me did you think it's just a style of game that's not for you because I'm worried that's that's the case so unfortunately I'm now going to sit back and wait and see what people think before I pick it up I mean when I pick, when I when I get the game I think the biggest thing is if it it's it's going to be a real big disappointment if it's really just geared more towards the MMO side the people who play MMOs if it's really just geared towards them or if it's geared towards not only them but also the DC Universe fans because if it is just a you see these characters every once in a great while and you don't really talk to them, you don't really interact with them, that's going to be a real big disappointment because I don't want to play a game that has nothing, you know, has very little to do with the DC Universe except for an overall storyline that, you know, a million people are are fighting against a million other people for good and bad. I, that's just not going to be super interesting to me. I did see uh, Nightwing in the beta, and he just told me to go away. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy, all amateur. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's all of our video game news. Um, as we mentioned, that game will be coming out on January 11th. Let's get into our last bit of news, general news. Um, I have traveled through time to warn you. This is my past, but your future. And it means the end of humanity, so together, we must change it. What have you done, Luthor? Given you a fighting chance. He's lying. It's some kind of trap. Why should we trust you? Because if you don't, Earth is doomed. Back at C2E2, we heard during the Grant Morrison Talking with the Gods panel that there was a book called Gotham City 14 Miles that was going to be released. Well, it is in fact hit stores the end of December. This book is essentially 
14 essays on why the 1960s Batman TV series matters. Um, and some of the people who wrote the essays include Chuck Dixon, Robert Greenberger, uh, Will Murray, and Timothy Callahan. So you can check out the uh, press release for that. The book is available now, although you may have to order it through your comic shop because it's not one of those books that you're going to find on Amazon at this point. Um, what you can do is you can go to your local comic shop and have them order it. It is going to have a cover price of $22.95, but uh, based on what I've seen, it, it seems as if it could be pretty interesting. It is going to be 300 pages long, which is well more pages than you would get if you were buying a comic book. So, And why didn't this come out before Christmas? I would have loved this for Christmas. Um, looks like it's got some really interesting essays in there. A strange way of putting it, uh, essays, but... Uh, We've got titles such as Aunt Harriet's Film Decency League and The Best Dressed Woman in Gotham City. Sounds great. I would love this book. Um, as many people know, I love the 60s show, and uh, I'd love to hear what 14 reasons why the 60s Batman TV series still matters. Yeah, I, I love the 60s show, and this book seems like it's it's really more of you know some of these people's personal feelings toward the show and the things that they remembered and loved, which you know I think sometimes can be a bit droll but this seems like it would be really this was made with a lot of passion and seems like a lot of it would be a lot of fun so i really want to check this out yeah and it, it does remind me a little bit of uh, a book called batman unmasked which also was a series of essays i guess you could call them written by a number of people chuck dixon was one of those people and robert greenberger was too about various things having to do with batman in general like can Batman's technology actually exist in today's world? Would being a superhero actually work? The psychological elements of Bruce Wayne, stuff like that. And that book was very interesting. So I think this book would be even more interesting because it's based off the 60s series. And uh, definitely some of these essays that they have sound quite interesting. So you can definitely check that out on the website. We do provide a link so that you can uh, find the book on their website and order it straight from them as well. So that's all of the news we've got. We do have a couple different rumors to go over for the Dark Knight Rises rumor mill. A routine question. Have you recently sold any war surplus submarines, and if so, to whom? So the first one we have is on December 6th. There was a number of rumors floating around that day uh, that we're going to sift through. The first one was that the script for the Dark Knight Rises was supposedly due to Warner Brothers from Chris Nolan. Uh, this originated from a tweet from a Variety editor and reporter David Cohan. Uh, this is what his tweet said. Chris Nolan told me that his Dark Knight Rises script is due Monday or he's in big trouble. Big trouble? What can they do? Fire him? Um, yeah. I Let's go over this one first before we go into some of these other ones. Um, I don't think Warner Brothers is really telling Chris Nolan, hey, you have to be done by a certain date. The only thing I could see is they could say, well, your budget's going to be this if you don't have it done by a certain date, or uh, if you get this done by a certain date, we could give you a little bit more money to work for the film, but I I don't know how Chris Nolan could be in big trouble. He's pretty much running the show. Uh, yeah, he is pretty much running the show, considering he's uh, directing this uh, Batman film, and he's producing a Superman film. He seems to be in charge of Warner Brothers' uh, comic properties at the moment, so there's no point in getting him angry and demanding scripts. But I think Nolan's a very sensible guy, and I'm sure he's he realizes this film needs to come out the summer of 2012. He's got to make sure 
it works out in time. So I'm sure he's well in control of the situation. Um, yeah, you know, we just were covering a bit of news where something Chris Nolan said something about the script being done in January, and this was from beginning of December, and this guy's saying he's in trouble, um, which doesn't really make sense. And also, uh, this was a tweet. So, you know, I don't put a lot of stock into people's tweets these yeah. days. Um, but, you know, like Dustin and Nick said, I don't think Warner Brothers is going to really try to uh, rough up Nolan or anything because he is kind of their their money maker right now. Yeah. All right. The next rumor comes from uh, Perez Hilton. Yes, that Perez Hilton. And he made a post on his site that he has heard that filming will most likely take place in England. Now, obviously, this isn't as far-fetched as some of the other rumors we've heard recently, since the Batcave and Wayne Manor were both filmed at locations in England. So it is possible that they could return to some of those locations. So the fact that it came from Perez Hilton, though, just, I, I don't even know what to say about that. Well, I think it's perfectly reasonable uh, that we get some filming in England because we've not only, as Dustin mentioned, we got the locations, but uh, there's also Pinewood Studios, which I think has been used in the past. And uh, I know there's a few locations in London, like uh, the restaurant that Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne were at together in The Dark Knight. I know that was a restaurant in London. So I think it's perfectly reasonable. I think these guys need to come up with some new rumours because we seem to be uh, coming up with the same ones at the moment. Yeah, we had all these rumors that were like oh so interesting, and all of a sudden, it's kind of just like uh, yeah. What, what happened that, to New What happened to New Orleans? Yeah, that all of a sudden was that was quieted down, and and now we've kind of just got these rumors that are pretty obvious. Like oh, it could be filmed in England. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so uh, all right, the uh, Nick hit it right on the dime. Uh, there's nothing but old rumors. The uh, the other thing that we had from December 6th was that Ain't It Cool News has decided to post saying that he would be quite surprised if Batman Prey was not the story that Nolan goes with. Um, all I have to say about that is he's a little late to the party as far as everyone who's been talking about Batman Prey and at this point I don't even, I, there's not even anything worth saying about Batman Prey. We've, we've beaten that dead horse way too much. Yeah, you know Prey is what it is. We we'll have to wait and see about that. But also, uh, I don't regard anything that Harry Knowles says or any cool news as legitimate news. So you know what? That's that. All right. So the next rumor we've got is from December fourteenth, according to the L.A. Times Hero Complex Twitter feed. Nolan is currently in Asia. Uh, Chris <laughs> Nolan is under the weather and scouting locations in Asia for Dark Knight Rises. The feed states, but excited about. The Globes noms, uh, which essentially means the, the Golden Globe nominations came across and Inception was nominated for a number of different awards. Um, Nolan is uh, in Asia. He's under the weather. Um, maybe he's under the weather in Asia and he's taking a vacation. Who knows? You know, I, I don't even know... Some of these things aren't even worth reporting, but we we do it because you, the fans, asked us to do it. But uh, some of this stuff is just completely ridiculous. Um, obviously, the, we had some, we had Asia, we had parts of Asia in the Dark Knight. So and and uh, Batman again, Begins. 
Yeah, and Batman Begins. So, again, yes, he's in Asia. He could be scouting locations. I think at this point he would have already known what locations he was going to go with. We're too far into the schedule time frame for him to be just scouting locations now. I mean, we heard rumors almost a year ago, October of 2009, that locations were being scouted for the sequel, whatever, whenever it was going to happen. I don't know that they could go scout locations now and get everything set up and be able to film in May like everyone's saying at this point, but I could be wrong. Come on, everyone. Get some imagination. We all know the locations are going to be Chicago, London, maybe Asia. That's it. That's, that's what they've been in the last two films. So, you know, if they said Africa, Russia, South America, yeah, that'd be a bit more interesting. Yeah, we've talked about how boring these uh, rumors have gotten. Uh, I, I would have loved to have been following the LA Times Hero Complex on Twitter when we get this tweet that says, no one is currently in Asia. What was the response to that? Oh my God! What's he doing there? Uh, he doesn't feel good. Like it's just who who cares? Honestly, who cares? Plus, they didn't actually say which Nolan is in it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the only other rumor we've got is December twenty first. Uh, we cut back to kind of the rumor we told you about last month about the number of high profile actresses that could be in the uh, could be auditioning for The Dark Knight Rises. And Hathaway was one of those actresses mentioned, and she shed some light on her possible audition. Or did she? Deadline.com was interviewing her about her recent work in Love and Other Drugs, and they mentioned Chris Nolan and her up for a role. Deadline said, There is a strong group of actresses in your age range who are mentioned for all the plum parts that come along. It's going on right now as Chris Nolan gets started on his new Batman. And... You've been mentioned as a candidate for that. Do you find yourself competing against certain actresses or any measure yourself against? She replied, of course, but there has always that ha- but that has always been the case. There's always competition. I don't know how to answer that question. It feels too revealing somehow. Um, so obviously that question can be perceived in a number of different ways. Uh, did she audition? Just can't talk about it. Uh, will, was she cast, but she can't announce until the studio does? Or is she not even talking about chris nolan and batman at all she's just answering the direct question that they asked um well either way it was worth uh hitting the nets as far as batman news i gotta say if anne hathaway played catwoman i would be quite happy with that would you really i i wouldn't well i wouldn't say i wouldn't i'm just not sure about her as catwoman maybe as another female character i think she's a fairly good actress um but don't quite see her as catwoman but, yeah, answering a question like that, I, I don't really see anything in there. Yeah, that's a stupid question. I'm going to say it. That is a stupid question. That's a stupid question. I've said it three times now. Yeah, and We're really having a go at these uh, rumor creators today. I mean, that question, the only thing that links that to Chris Nolan and Batman is the fact that they mention him at some point in the interview. The actual question they ask her could be an, a question to anything related to what her work so i i just you know that was dumb but i actually am kind of i'm not sure about her as catwoman either Anne hathaway has never had any kind of physical role um i could see her playing somebody else but i don't know that Uh, she could have you seen alice in wonderland 
She's not in Alice. Oh wait, yeah, oh yeah, yeah she is. Yeah, but I, can't, I don't know. I don't know if smart. she had a physical role. Does she have a fight with someone? She has, a, she has a physical role and gets smart. Is that you think that was her? What? It wasn't stamp, her. Stamp woman. That wasn't that physical anyway. Like that was that okay. movie sucked. <laughs> Let's not even talk about that movie. God. <laughs> so so did Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, but she. I don't know that she could. Uh, I don't know if she could do it. I don't want to say that she can't do it. I'm just. I would. I right now would rather see somebody else. I don't know who uh, play Catwoman in that role. I think you know a lot of these roles are very tricky to cast, and so far, you know Nolan and everybody has done a good job. So you know whoever they cast, you know I'm not going to really question. All right, so that's all the rumors we've got. We'll be bringing you the rumors from January and hopefully some actual news. And uh, if we do have rumors, hopefully they're worthwhile. That's all I have to say. We had some good ones this month. Another robbery perpetrated by the city's green-suited menace, resulting in millions in diamonds stolen, no sign of that. He gave himself a name. We're gonna lock the city down. Starting now, no one moves in the city unrestricted. Alright, so that's gonna take us into our spotlight character, which as we mentioned will be Dr. Death. Carl Helfern was one of several criminal entities to use the name Dr. Death. He devised a fatal strain of pollen and intended to use it to create a climate of terror among the world's wealthy. They would have to pay tribute to remain healthy. When learning that Batman was on his trail, Dr. Death lured the Dark Knight into an ambush where his aide, a large man named Jabber, shot and wounded the hero. Undaunted, Batman dispatched Jabber and then confronted Hellfern. The Doctor held a test tube filled with flammable chemicals and threatened to destroy the Batman. Instead, the Dark Knight detective threw a fire extinguisher at the Doctor, who reflexively dropped the tube. It ignited. Dr. Death came back from seeming death, although the conflagration cost him his lips and nose, charring his skin brown. He devised a new means of obtaining wealth and began extorting the rich, killing John Jones, the first to refuse to pay. Helfern dispatched his new assistant, Mikhail, to rob the widow of jewels in lieu of cash. Batman fought the man, allowing him to escape in order to track him back to Helfern. Instead, Batman was led only to Ivan Hurd. A fence, Mikhail and Batman fought, leaving the thud thug dead. Batman then threatened Heard from information on Hellfriend's whereabouts only to discover that they were one and the same. Batman turned the murderer over to the police. This was in Detective Comics number 2930, July August 1939. Okay, and then more recently, uh, during the Bronze Age, after several decades absence, Dr. Death was reintroduced by writer Gary Conway in Batman number 345 and Detective Comics number 512 in 1982. Conway's story is an update of the original 1939 tale. In this version, Dr. Death is depicted as a paraplegic, but his deadly gas gimmick remains the same. He is assisted this time by his manservant named Togo. Um, And then as far as the modern age, Dr. Death was revived once again in Batgirl number 42 and 44 and number 50 in 2003 and 2004 by writer Dylan Horrocks. 
His history is again slightly altered, updated for an era of increased terrorism awareness. The modern Dr. Death is a producer of biological weapons, often selling them on the black market to terrorists and other criminals. He is now depicted as a bald gnome-like man wearing a lab coat and an oxygen mask. This incarnation of Dr. Death plays a minor role in Batman War Games Act 3 where he is seen working with the crime lord Black Mask, releasing a gas into a crowd of panicking gangsters. Batman suspects that he and Black Mask are attempting to wipe out their competition. Dr. Death remains active in the DC Universe following the events of Infinite Crisis. In the second issue of 52, he is mentioned as one of the many mad scientists who have gone missing. He is depicted later in the series among the captured scientists and mad genius of Oolong Island. Recently, he was seen joining forces with Black Mask again in Batman number 692 in his Ministry of Science. And in Streets of Gotham number 17 and 18, the reader comes to know of his backstory involving an altercation with Thomas and Martha Wayne. And that is Dr. Death. everybody so that's going to take us into our feature and as i mentioned it is the it is time for the 2010 tbu awards uh we started this last year with the 2009 awards uh we're going to do a little bit different of a setup as than we did last year last year we had a special that named off the nominations and then we had a feature where we said who won well we're going to reverse it and do the nominations here on the podcast and have a special dedicated to not only the the individual nominations, but also the winners of each category. All right, so here are the nominations. First, we're going to start off with the worst category. Uh, First, we have worst Batman comic writer. Uh, Nominated is Chris Yost for Red Robin, Neil Adams for Batman Odyssey, Kevin Smith for Batman The Widening Gear, Eddie Berganza for Batman Orphans, and Paul Dini for Batman Streets of Gotham and Gotham City Sirens. Next, we have Worst Batman Comic Artist, Scott McDaniel for Detective Comics, Walter Flanagan for Batman The Widening Gear, Carlo Barberi, Batman Orphans, Ramon Box, Azrael, Jorge Gente for Batman The Return of Bruce Wayne. Next, we have Worst Batman Creative Team, Kevin Smith and Walter Flanagan for Batman The Widening Gear, Kevin Van Hook and Tom Mandrake for Batman Confidential. Eddie Braganza and Carlo Barberi for Batman Orphans. Grant Morrison and Jorge Gente for Batman The Return of Bruce Wayne. And Paul Dini and Gilliam March for Gotham City Sirens. Next we have Worst Ongoing Series. Azrael, Gotham City Sirens, The Outsiders, Batman Confidential, and Birds of Prey. Next we have the Worst Single Issue. Batman Confidential number 45, Batman Orphans number 1, Batman the Widening Gear number 6, Azrael number 13, and Batman Confidential number 50. Next we have the worst comic character. Uh, Professor Combs, Catgirl, Wendy Harris, Bedbug, and Michael Lane. Next we have the worst Batman Brave and the Bold episode. We have Gorillas in Our Midst. Aquaman's Outrageous Adventure, The Crisscross Conspiracy, The Siege of Starro Part 1, The Siege of Starro Part 2. And finally, for the worst category, worst Batman 3 news, we have Riddler will not be in the film, Heath Ledger will not return via unused footage, 
and Mr. Freeze will not be in the film. Next, let's get into our best category, which is the major parts of the nominations. First, we have Best Batman Comic Writer, Grant Morrison for Batman and Robin, Batman the Return of Bruce Wayne, Batman Incorporated, Batman, and Batman the Return. Fabian Nesiza for Red Robin and Bruce Wayne the Road Home, Greg Rucka for Detective Comics, Scott Snyder for Detective Comics, and Brian Q. Miller for Batgirl and Bruce Wayne the Road Home. Next, we have Best Batman Comic Artist, Sam Keith for Batman Confidential, Fraser Irving for Batman and Robin, J.H. Williams III for Batwoman and Detective Comics, Dustin Wen for Batman Streets of Gotham and Batgirl, and Cameron Stewart, Batman and Robin, and Batman The Return of Bruce Wayne. Next, we have Best Batman Creative Team, Grant Morrison and Fraser Irving for Batman and Robin, Grant Morrison and Tony Daniel for Batman, Brian Q. Miller and Lee Garbett for Batgirl, Fabian Nesiza and Marcus Toe for Red Robin, Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams III for Detective Comics, and Grant Morrison and Yannick Paquette for Batman The Return of Bruce Wayne and Batman Incorporated. Best Ongoing Series, Batman and Robin, Batman, Detective Comics, Red Robin, and Batgirl. Best Single Issue, Batman Confidential number 49, Batman and Robin number 16, Bruce Wayne The Road Home Batgirl, Detective Comics number 871, and Batman The Return Bruce Wayne number 3. Best comic book character, Dick Grayson, Damian Wayne, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, and Bruce Wayne. The best Batman Brave and the Bold episode of the year, Chill of the Night, The Knights of Tomorrow, Emperor Joker, The Super Batman of Planet X, Sidekicks Assemble. Best Batman 3 News, The Dark Knight Rises, announced as the title, Christopher Nolan confirms that he will return, and Tom Hardy cast is confirmed. Next, we have Best The Batman Universe Special, uh, The 2010 Blooper Show, The Villain Wall, or The 2009 Awards Show. The Best The Batman Universe Exclusive, The C2E2 Coverage, The San Diego Comic-Con Coverage, or The San Diego Comic-Con Interviews. And finally, we have the Best Overall Batman News of 2010, the release of the Batman Arkham City trailer, the release of Batman Under the Red Hood, Bruce Wayne announces his funding of Batman, Cassandra Cain reappears, and the announcement of Batman Live. Alright, so that was all the nominations for the 2010 TBU Awards. Make sure you are heading over to the website to place your vote for all of the categories. Also, it helps us get an idea of uh, the different fans that we have on the website, too, as... Uh, as you proceed through the survey, the very last page will be kind of like a demographic type survey where we kind of get an idea of, you know, male, female, age group, stuff like that. So we can kind of gear our gear the site towards the audience that we have. So please make sure to fill that out as well. So that's everything for this episode. Um, you can send us an email at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. We know the uh, website feed has been having some problems and we're working on trying to get that fixed. But as always, you can always email us and let us know if you're still having some issues. You can also head over to the website for all the Batman news that we cover here on the podcast, but in a daily format on the website. You can also join the forums on the website and chat with other Bat fans. You can head over to the editorial section to find out all kinds of reviews of comics, movies, TV shows, all kinds of stuff related to Batman. 
You can also leave us a review on iTunes, and of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So that's everything for this episode. This is Dustin. This is Nick. And this is Zach. And you've been listening to the Batman Universe Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao. Take care. Guys have a good Christmas and all that. Yeah, for the uh, most part, it was, it was what it was. <laughs> I wow, so, sounds like your household's a great love. Nah, it's just I don't know. It was fine. It was you know, it, Christmas is Christmas. I don't know. It's over with. <laughs> Got Doctor No Face. That sounds a good Doctor, one. Doctor, Doctor. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I'm glad you did that so I didn't have to. Yeah. Are there any numers? Are there any numers that we're covering? Numers? Um, yeah. I don't know.